You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back here for another exciting, fun-filled episode of the Best in the World Sports Report. You are now rocking with the best, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Brown. Across the table from me is my homeboy, Javon Alford, here for another episode of the Best in the World Sports Report. Just reminding you guys, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Javon, was good, my friend? Mm, not much. Glad to be what, back. What, what do you mean, nothing much, man? Not much. This has been a roller coaster week since the last time we did a show. That was the last. It's, it's was been it? a couple of weeks. That was. It was the start of the tournament. Yep. The start of the tournament. And now we're, we've come to, we're almost at the end. Mm-hmm. Villanova is still in it. Yes. Of the teams that I picked to be in it at this point, mm-hmm. Villanova is the only one I picked. My my bracket is some straight up trash right now, dog. No wonder you want to play. Oh, man, dog. My bracket is straight trash no right one, now. No wonder you didn't Oh, my goodness. Play. Dude. Exactly. Exactly. It played out just the way I said it was going to play out. I wait to the end. Whoever wins the bracket tournament challenge, I'll just give them $5. It's that's it's a whole lot easier than actually trying to go through it. Unless, and you, uh, unless you won. I've never won. Now, I've won. There, there have been things I've won before. Mm-hmm. For instance, the Total Sports Live Fantasy Football Championship. Well, well, I mean that was a very fugazi. Uh, whatever, man. Whatever. No, it wasn't no fugazi. Yeah, nothing. It was. Don't, don't sit there and try. Don't don't can't. try to. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you besmirch my victory. All you, right. You I am a champion. You can't. And you will refer to me and you will respect me as such. I am a champion. You can't. You can't be a champion of a 19 person oh, a 19 team 19 whatever, man. man stop hating i am the, i am the champion of the fantasy football by league. default i am not by default by the fact that i won and i'm smarter than everyone else that was in the league yeah because and i'm smart enough to yeah, know everybody drafted 19 guys whatever and we, i and, and, and i drafted it. and i drafted the 19 best guys that's why i won because i'm smart and i'm smart enough not to get into any NCAA bracket challenge because I suck at it. My uh my well, South well, bracket. You, well, you at least you admit it. Dog, my South bracket is straight trash. I got pretty much everything wrong. There's red marker in every bracket on every team. Mm-hmm. They either lost in the first round or they lost in the second round. Now, granted, I understand everybody had UVA winning in the first round. That's you know, I, uh, unless you went to UMBC. I, I, I bet you that there is not one I, person without a tie was, to UMBC who picked UMBC to beat uh, Virginia in the first round. I was thinking about it. You were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. you thought about it, but then you – I mean, a lot of – everyone thinks about it like, could this be the year? I was, actually, I was, I was actually thinking that for Penn, actually. You were thinking, okay, Penn beating Kansas. Yeah. And, Penn, and, and that was a pretty good game, and you called that. Now, I will give you your credit where it's due. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you your credit where it's due. Unlike you, to me, winning fantasy football, I give you, you credit. To give me my props. No, you just try to straight put an asterisk by my championship. You try to write an asterisk by my championship. You try to rain on my parade. I'm. I will not do that to you, because I am mature. Because I am a man. <laughs> I will give you your props because you said, you said that Penn was going to give. Kansas a run and they did 
Yeah, and they did. You know, it's like well, I'll put it. I'll put it to you like this: up until, up until, UNBC. Because here's the thing: UNBC didn't just like sneak by. You know, steal a win from Virginia. They yeah, they cooked Virginia. Virginia got cooked, and that and that's something in itself Mm -hmm. because it's like not only. For that Virginia team, are you a team that now has to go on for the rest of your life knowing that you were the first number one seed to lose to a sixteen seed? Right. They it looked like it was supposed it was the other way around. Who was the sixteen seed in that game? Virginia was. Exactly. Y'all got cooked by UNBC. It's because they had all the pressure on them. And they they felt it. You could tell in that second half, even when the second half began, they felt the pressure. There are black schools in Maryland that get more respect than UNBC. Yeah. And y'all just came out there. and get, Morgan State being one of them. Coppin State being another. Bowie State being another. All right, now you scraping the bottom of the barrel. Exactly. Whatever. UNBC gets no love in Maryland. Nobody cares about UNBC. They, I mean, they care about them now. I'm going to go get some UNBC gear. Uh, you know what? If, if you do, I'll, I'll rock a UNBC. I'll guy. rock a UNBC sweatshirt with the retriever on it. Yeah, I'll rock that too. <laughs> we, oh, we, oh, you know what? If we ever, if someone ever gives us like a budget for this show, we'll right. do that. You know what I mean? Just start rocking. You know, just random start, colleges. Random colleges. Exactly. I was actually, I'm all I was for actually, that. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, all right, so I'm just going to get, like, sweatshirts of, like, the two black schools that make it to the tournament. Ex- oh, and see, I was hoping like, I was hoping for, like, Savannah State to get in because they mm, have been, like, so random. Yeah, to yeah. find, like, some Savannah State See, gear. that's the thing. I used, to, I used to do that. I used to do that because I used to feel like, like, you know, back back in the day when going to a black school was cool for black people. You know, now, you know, it's, I, I think – like you know, and, and that's maybe a little bit of social commentary, but it's like it's just not the same. Nah. But it was like when I was in high school, you know, all the little, all, all you know, just call it like it is, all, all the white kids they had all their little obscure schools, you know, and they would wear their stuff, and you see kids at in high school wearing Millersville and Kutztown and Slippery Rock <laughs> and and Shipping, Rock, yeah, Shippensburg and Clarion. Clarion and and don't forget IUP. Yeah, IUP. The home of Punxsutawney uh, um, Phil. Uh, what was what was Rowan before it was Rowan? Remember, uh, uh, glass was it Glassboro? Glassboro State? Yeah, Glassboro State stuff like that. You know, and it was like schools I had no interest in going to because it was just an extension of high school. I didn't want to go to North Penn University. You know, so we was up there. We try to rock all the black schools. So you know, I was up there when when they were wearing all their little Shippensburg and stuff like that. I had a Jackson State shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, Hampton, Howard, Morgan, whatever. You know, oh, this Savannah State hoodie look fly. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Pull that up. Pull that up. Yo, it is on eBay. Yo. <laughs> Oh my good and and I was in high school when African American college line stuff first came out. Twenty nine eighty eight, only six dollars shipping. Get that. <laughs> get that. Order that right now. That looks really good. Just make sure you're not uh, make sure that's not my account open up. Don't don't right. like don't make me pay for it. But I'm saying if you want to pay for that and rock that, that joint would look yeah, that, yeah. that that's nice. You yeah, went to Savannah State? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nice though. Nah. All right, but yo. Let's let's get into the let's let's get down to it. Villanova, the Wildcats, they have a chance to win it all. They have a chance. They're playing Kansas, taking on Kansas, and that's the only other that's you know that's the only other number one seed left in the tournament is Villanova and Kansas. Is 
do you think this is this? I mean, this is no cakewalk. That's what I'm trying to say. That this is no cakewalk for them. I think that they can beat Kansas. I think that is very, you know, Kansas has struggled through this whole series, this whole tournament. But I don't think that this Kansas team is as good as Villanova. And I think sometimes when you see schools like, you know, schools with names, mm-hmm. you know, the traditional, the blue bloods, you know, right. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, your Kansases, your Dukes, your Michigan States, mm-hmm. you know, your Syracuse, your North Carolinas. Carolinas, you know, when you see schools like that standing across from you and, you know, when you're, a t- uh, you know, whatever team you are, you know, for the local teams. Right. Like two years ago, when we're going into the championship game and you're seeing Villanova and North Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, not going into the actual matchup, not talking about the actual matchup, how Villanova matches up against North Carolina, not getting into, you know, the specifics, but you're just saying, wow, on one side you have Villanova who hasn't been in a national championship game since the 80s. Right. And then standing across from them is Roy Williams and North Carolina. That's a tall task. Yeah, it's a remember, tall task. Because they, they had to beat, they had to beat uh, Kansas in the Elite Eight yep. that year. Mm-hmm. And then had to face Oklahoma mm-hmm. just to get to North Carolina. Just to get there. So you're sitting there and you're thinking, all right, you know, it's been a good run. All right, you know, I'm glad they're there. You know, take this take this experience. You know, it's good to, you know, let let Chefu and Archie Diacono go out in the national championship. They go win, but all right, buddy, you know, thumbs up. Right. Good job, yeah, good effort. Fun. Yeah, you know, have fun in the G League, you know, for the rest of your career, but it's all good. And then they went out and won that thing. Yeah. And now you're sitting up here and things have changed, but it's like, do you still feel like looking at that game like like falling into that same trap where you're sitting there and you're looking across at a traditional basketball powerhouse no why not because i feel like villanova has established themselves now as one of the traditional basketball powerhouses no, I in agree. college basketball now yeah i, I agree J- jay wright has put this program back on the map and has built it to the point where you know He's remember he's taking this he's mm-hmm. taking his program to a you know to a almost to a final four back when he had Allen Ray and yep. things like that mm-hmm. Scotty Reynolds teams you yep, know I remember yeah. had those teams and now mm-hmm. he's doing it again and he's also he's you know sending guys to the NBA mm-hmm. and he's also getting now top notch recruits yeah he's getting McDonald's All Americans he's getting them he's getting I think and I think I think part of it is and I, I, I want you to chime in on this because you talk to a lot more college basketball players than I do. But one, I think part of it is playing in an arena like the Wells Fargo Center, playing in a big arena like that, and that they feel, you know, they they don't don't sell it out like the Sixers sell it out, but they pack that arena pretty tight. And and, and although the Wells Fargo Center is, you know, 25-something years old. Yeah. It's still a nice arena. It's still yeah. pretty cool. You know, yeah. you still pull up there. You know, it, it ain't it ain't a dump. No. And, but I, I do think, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see what the pavilion looks like when they finally mm-hmm. finish the renovations because I think that that's that's the crescendo. You know, that's that's what, for Villanova, that's going to be part of their process. Right. Where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you have this big arena for the big-name games that you can go to, but you got a real nice-looking spot. On, you on know, campus. on campus that you can go to too, because it's like sometimes it's, and it's been a couple of years since I've 
I've seen a game at the Pavilion. It's, it might have been about yeah, it's been a, yeah. For me, it's been maybe about five years since I've mm-hmm. since I've seen a game at the Pavilion. Mm-hmm. But and but and, and it's it's cool as far as like college basketball is concerned. Like if you're right. a real college basketball fan, you go to a game at the Pavilion. You know what I mean? It's cool. It's and it, you know what I mean? It's a real nice experience or whatever. Right. To me, it's you know it's almost like well well you know what let me because I'm getting ahead of myself because I feel like all of the city six schools. Well, I'll say the big five because I've never been. I've never been to uh, Drexel's. I've spot. actually heard Drexel's is actually pretty nice. Like really? you actually like sitting on top of the yeah. court. Yeah, well, that's what I felt like. You know, old school McGonagall Hall, mm-hmm. where old school McGonagall Hall looked like the Y, but it was just such good basketball <laughs> there, <laughs> and you were just like, like it was, it was the atmosphere, like kind of kind of made up for the actual condition of the building. Mm-hmm. So you're going there, you see good basketball, and you know you. You know, back in the day, and it's like you know, Aaron, you know, Aaron McKee mm-hmm. and Eddie Jones, and back then, you know, it, 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 I, I guess for me, like those guys when I was coming up were like the larger than life guys. You know, right. I, I, you know, I came up looking up to Mark Macon and, and uh, Vic Carstarfin and all, you know, all those dudes, Rick Rick Brunson, not even Jalen Brunson, Rick Brunson. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> but so, but but nonetheless, it's like that was the atmosphere. But now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was it last year? Went, I went to my first game at the Leacore Center. I, you know, I'm just I'm just late to the party. I, it's okay. I, you know, I, I me, I'm 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 not a big event goer. Me either. So I like going to. I, I'm I'm a couch sitter. Yeah. You know, give me a box of popcorn, you know, a bag of popcorn, some chips or whatever. So you cold go, drink. You'll go, you'll go to the low rated games. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, Don't blame me. But nonetheless, but what I'm saying is like I think when they get that arena. And now you know that will then solidify. You know you got a nice spot that you can, you, nice on campus spot oh, yeah. that you can take. You know that you can bring recruits to, and mm-hmm. you got the, you know the, the backup that big arena on the other side of town. Yeah, that's 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 what's going to solidify. And I think getting to the national championship, winning a second national championship in three years, I mean that's that's huge. When you got people leaving your program with two rings, two championships. Hopefully two parades, and that's another thing. And I and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if Penn, if Villanova wins the national championship, mm-hmm. do they get another parade? Yeah, yeah I think I'm, they do. Okay, because here's the thing, you know, it's like they did. They got them. They, they gave it to them the first but, time. Uh, yeah, so I think. It, but I feel it like would, it would be bad if they didn't do I, it. Again. I I feel like you know, part of the reason they got that parade was one. Yes, they won a championship. But it's like we were in a drought. Yeah, it, it's like we're in a. It's we like felt they, 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 yeah, like we I, I felt feel, bad for the fans. So it was like, all right, yeah, we because it's like something. because it's like every you know it's like parades were cool mm-hmm. up until like the Eagles parade. That's what we wanted. Yeah. That was the shiny bicycle. Right. That's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And every parade we've had before that has just been something you know that's not quite the shiny bicycle. Right. You know, it's like all right, um, Philly's parade was like. Like a pair of sneakers, right? A pair of sneakers that you like. Mm-hmm. They cool sneakers, you know. What I mean, they might even be a pair of Jays, right? But you wanted a bicycle, mm-hmm. so you're like, all right, you know, you don't want to be ungrateful. These Jays is cool. I'm gonna put them on. <laughs> I'm gonna rock these joints. I'm not giving them back. Right. But this isn't necessarily what I want. 
And then uh, they do the little parade. They do the parade for, I don't want to call it like a little parade, but they do a parade for the Taney Dragons. Yeah. And a lot of people had a problem with that because they didn't win. I thought that was bogus. I had no problem with them doing them a parade. They're kids. They're kids. I feel like that's what change, That's what makes it different. That they're kids and, yeah. and they were coming from the inner, yeah. like the inner city. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. been a, there haven't been who, no team who, from Philly to yeah. go. Who they the are, yeah, who they are. And their story is what made it different, right? They had, like a, any they had, other, they had yeah. the first girl pitcher in the world yeah. in the in the Little League World yeah. Series, a black girl yeah. at that. Like, yeah. come on, exactly. That's what makes it different. That's what makes it acceptable. So I was cool with the Taney Dragons getting a parade. I had no problem with that. You know, I'm not gonna hold like there is no other scenario in which that would be accepted. Anybody else? Yeah, Emma, uh, what was that? Not, uh, the uh, North Philly Aztecs, things like that. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well. Uh, any any other situation where like a second place team, you know? Oh but, no, they weren't second place. They won well, Pop Warner. Yeah, yeah, my bad. You know, well, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way: Had they get the North Philly Aztecs a parade, I'd have been cool with that. Oh yeah, I'd have been cool with that because it's kids. But what I'm saying is like, say say Villanova had lost two years ago, mm-hmm. and somebody said, "Hey, well, you know, they got to the first national championship in twenty something years. We should throw them a parade." I'm like, hell no. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like no, no, absolutely not. Like you know, what I mean, no, no, nothing other than youth. Like no high school team that, no. that doesn't win, no. no college team that doesn't win, and especially no pro team that doesn't win. Nah. They're not getting a parade. No. Taney Dragons, that's the cool. Kids, yeah, yeah, the kids are cool. So Villanova and everyone wants to say, "Oh, Villanova's not fit. whatever, dude." I hate, I hate that mentality. I hate that mentality because the people that say that are like legit haters. Yeah, you're for her. For, exact people, people in Philly who do that. What's not Philly? What is and what isn't Philly? They act like Montgomery County, Bucks County, whatever, whatever surrounding uh, Delco, mm-hmm. wherever you are. They act like that's like a different state. Like if you go to Delco, you don't get. Three, six, and ten anymore. Right, Delco like, is literally a hop, jump, jump, skipping exactly. away from city. Exactly, exactly. You you can literally cross the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, you're right now. I mean, where? And I'm not gonna put your, you know, where you live, you know, out, you know, out there in public. But you could literally walk out your house and walk to Montgomery County. Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. You could walk to Montgomery County, mm-hmm. and that's what it, it's like. That's. So when people say, oh, man, Villanova ain't Philly, shut up, dude. Sit your ass down. <laughs> For real. Sit your ass down where, that's, where, where that is concerned. Stop. You know, it's like Villanova is Philly. Yes, they got a championship. And it's like, it's, it's when I, what I don't like about that. And, you know, and, and that's something else we've talked, you know, you and I have talked about. I think we had, I think we had Angelo on the show when we talked about it. Or, you know what? No, it was. I was on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came yeah, on yeah. your show. Yeah. It talked about it. Yeah. Where it's like, look, man, I, I only take Nova hate from people who graduated right. from a rival school. Mm-hmm. You have to have, and I say graduated, you have to have graduated from Temple, St. John, St. John, excuse me, St. Joe's, LaSalle, Drexel, mm-hmm. or Penn. Mm-hmm. In fact, scratch that. If you go to Drexel, you you have to you have to fall in line. Drexel people can't hate on no other school. No, Drexel people can't. Hate. And Lasalle, you can you as a Lasalle grad with a man with a degree from Lasalle University, you may hate on Villanova if you want to. You are free to. I, I respect you because you usually choose not to. No, I never. I yeah. never. I respect Temple. You. The other hand, mm-hmm. 
Tem- I understand that. I respect that. I respect that. You can hate on Temple. You you are allowed to. I don't mind. I hate on Temple basketball, but I love Temple football. That's not, no, it's not wrong with that. I, you know that is your choice because you have a degree. You have the degree that allows that to happen. <laughs> All right. So I respect that. Now, if you came up here and you're like, "Look, man, I'm Javon Offer, straight out of Millersville." I'm like, "Dude, shut up, cheer for Temple basketball." Yeah, it's like, right. it's like this kid that I, this guy that I know, he graduated from like King's College, but he's like the biggest hater for. He's like the biggest hater of Villanova. He's like, they're going to get bounced in around round 32. They're a sweet 16. Shut up. Sit your ass down. Put on that Villanova hat and shut up. Ain't nobody trying to hear you. Ain't nobody trying to hear you. But look, they're playing uh, Kansas. They got Kansas. Jalen Brunson, AP player of the year. It's big, big things. And it's crazy now to see. You know, Villanova players in these conversations year mm-hmm. in and year out. Now you're sitting here talking about a player who could be, the, you know, who a player who's considered the best player in college basketball playing in your town because Villanova is Philly, y'all. All right, that's huge. And it's like you, you're looking at this team, and, and we kind of talked about it before. You know, you you know about Brunson, you know what he gives you, you know about Bridges, and you know a little bit about DiVincenzo. But Spellman, dog, Spellman is out here balling. You know, and we were talking about this early before we did the show. You know, I just asked you, like, yo, what do you think about this guy? Because I, I agree with you. You made the point that coming into this tournament, Spellman was more like a low post player. He was the guy that was going to clean up the boards. He was going to be a guy get get down low, defend the rim. But now he's out here shooting threes. He's out here shooting jays. You know, yeah. he, has, he has been huge. Did you see this coming? Mm, not really. I didn't really see it coming because when you look at just his build, you know, he's built yeah. like a low post yeah. player. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy type of guy that's going to, you know, that, that you think would be the prototypical mm-hmm. three-point mm-hmm. shooter. But I think that's what's helping Villan- help set Villanova apart in that he is becoming that extra three-point threat. So mm-hmm. now you can't. If you think you're just going to take the low post game from him, he can get outside. I mean, you look at Texas Tech game, you know, he, you know, two or four from a three-point range. Against that West Virginia press, he made them pay four or seven from from three. It's like they – I felt like that that West Virginia game was almost like the best example of like a light bulb game. Yeah. You know, you were sitting there wondering, wondering, like, oh, this could be the game. This This could be the game they get bounced. Oh, yeah. And then just like that, light bulb. They get it together. Yeah, yeah, they get it together. They turn it around. You know, they're starting to spread the floor. Because it looked like for about three quarters of that game, it looked like that press was just confusing these dudes. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And then at some point in time, it's just light bulb. Once Villanova is showing you in this Mm -hmm. tournament, once they get on the roll, like in the Alabama game, once they get in the roll and the shots are falling and they're running up and down the court. Yes. (laughs) Agree, <laughs> agree. When when, when it's flowing, when, when, when it's flowing, when things go well, when they shoot, when it when big men like Spellman are hitting threes with ease, not even like these, not even. I'm not even talking like ugly Rashawn Holmes like threes, where it's like he shoots it and you're just like, oh my god, and you're just so pleasantly surprised they go in. He's shooting like he needs to be shooting, like he's somebody you need to with an outside game that you need to respect. Right. And that's crazy. That's crazy to me. But I feel like that's another, you know, that's something that we talked about. You know, uh, 
we had uh, Mike Jones on from uh, we had uh, from Lance J Radio a couple weeks ago, and he was somebody you know he talked about Spellman being big in this tournament, and he's been big. It's starting to you know it it's coming together. Mm -hmm. It's coming together. Now let me ask you this, you know, how, in your opinion, how does Villanova match up with Kansas? Um, I think they match up pretty good with them. I mean, obviously, um, Azubuke is going to give them trouble in the front court, but I think that that's why you have Spellman to kind of neutralize that. I mean, Brunson and Graham, that's going to be a great matchup to watch for. Um, I think the big thing for Nova is they have to try to find a way to slow down Malik Newman. Malik Newman has been a problem in this tournament. And if you think about it, outside of Devontae Graham going off, I want to say it was the Seton Hall game where he kind of had that breakout type of performance. If it wasn't for that game, you just look at it. Malik Newman has pretty much carried this team. He carried them against Penn, um, carried them obviously against Duke. You know, this guy has become a proven uh scorer and you know he's 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 a, he was a top recruit and he's you know he was at mississippi state then transferred to kansas and that transfer's paying off and it's a great um great potential and i think for villanova the only way to slow him down is you know you got to put mikhail bridges on him that's their best player so you yeah, got to put, your Brid you gotta gotta put, put bridges you got to put your defensive your best defensive player on him mm -hmm. and i think that's that's going to be the matchup to watch i want to see that you know it's like those are the type of players and it's like you for me you know we talk about the veterans on villanova you know you have bridges and brunson who are both freshmen when they first won the uh, national championship. Now they're leaders. You know they were they were contributors two years ago, but now they're leaders. Now they're the cornerstones of this uh, of this program. Now cornerstones of this team. So in that, if you want to now build what is you know what would be considered uh, a dynasty, almost, you know, winning two two championships in three years in college sports to me that says dynasty. When you're leaving school with two championships, that says dynasty. In order to do that, you know, you got to be able to step up in big games. And when you're sitting there and you have a player like Malik Newman on the other side of the court, you want to put your best player on there and you expect your best player to play him well defensively. Mm -hmm. So that's what needs to happen. That's what I, we need to see. That is going to be interesting to see that if you're sitting there and you're if at the end of this season, and you're sitting there and you're looking at the Villanova Wildcats having won two national championships in three years. You want to say, yeah, part of that was the job that Malik, uh, excuse me, the, the, the job the Bridges put on Malik Newman. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's just what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. So it's going to be good. It's, you know, I, I want to see this. You know, I, I'm interested because I feel like you know, like I said earlier, yeah, you know what, Kansas is one of the, you know, traditional powerhouses. Yeah. You know, you, you know that. But you want to be able to see your team. You know, if if you are right, and I don't, and I'm not, uh, I'm not disputing, you know, what you said about Villanova now being one of those, you know, blue blood, you know, traditional powerhouses. I, I agree with you. But I feel like you need to be able to prove it. You know, it's not, you know, 
it's it's the LeBron, you know, it's 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 the LeBron uh, philosophy, you know, not one, not two, you know, that's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah. Not one, not you know. You need two. You need more than one. You need rings with an S. With the net, no, not not even with an S. You need rings with a Z. With a Z. R- rings. You need rings. But Villanova's there. Villanova's there. There's a team that's not there that's trying to get there. As well, and uh-huh. that would be. The Penn State Nittany Lions. Yes, can I get a round of applause for that? Yeah, hey, man, look, man, look. Understand, you got to crawl before you can walk. Yes. You know, a lot of times there's going to be people who want to poo-poo winning the NIT. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, man, you're the 69th best team in the country or whatever. whatever. But but once again, you got to crawl before you can walk because, you know, I mean, there have been some good wins in mm-hmm. Penn State basketball history, yeah, a couple. I remember a couple years ago they beat uh, North Carolina in uh, NCAA tournament. I can't even remember how long ago that was. Son, you going real long with that? You going real? How far long back ago? Back. You know, hey, you talking? I'll look that up. I got to figure that out. How That's long going really far back. Is talk that really far back. I, I mean, I'm thinking that. Have, Do you remember that? That was that like Antoine Jameson, North Carolina. This so then that's really far away, but no, like you like you said, Penn State has had some really monumental moments in their program. I mean, you think about you think about that. Um, you got think about them getting to the NCAA tournament and back in two thousand uh, and back in you about to embarrass yourself. I don't even know. I'm looking at an article to figure out what year this was, and it's so long ago they don't even had a year on this art on this article. I see Julius Peppers and Brandon Haywood. Look at that at the top. It's at the top. The date says the top, right? Yeah, it says March. It just says March 19th. It doesn't even say year. That has. That has to be ninety. Oh my god. No, I'm, I'm looking Lord. at this. Julius, Julius Peppers led North Carolina with 21 points. Brendan Haywood had 13 points. Jason Capel. And Joe Crispin. Joe Crispin. Oh, and that's sorry. a 31 points? Yeah, man. Yeah, you go oh, far. Yeah, that's far oh, back. That's far back. That's far oh, back. But wow. that's far back. But that is far back. But more recently, they did went to the NCAA tournament 2011, yeah. where they lost to Temple in a yeah. buzzer beat by Juan Fernandez. It yeah. was a Taylor battle, yeah. a Penn State squad that everybody enjoyed watching. Yeah. I mean, it's like Penn, Penn State basketball is cool. Penn State yeah. basketball is in a good place. Yeah. But and, and I, I feel like, and it's once again, as you know, let me for you guys, let me break down the process of preparing for the best in the world sports report. I pick up my man Javon. And we sit in the car and we talk. Then we get to wherever we going, whether it's the palatial North Philly studios <laughs> or if it's our, our our other studios in scenic Upper Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what we're, whatever we're going to talk about. And understand, Penn State is like far from here. What's Penn State? Like three, four hours from here? Yeah. And it's funny because technically Maryland College Park University of Maryland College Park is closer to Philadelphia than Penn State is. That's amazing. Yeah. And but nonetheless, you know, it's like yes, we, you know, there are a lot of Penn, you know, we can you know, on one hand we, we we consider Penn State like a local school even mm-hmm. though it's like halfway across the state. Right. But, you know, it is really far away. But nonetheless, 
given that, you know, Penn State has just done a phenomenal job recruiting mm-hmm. in this city. Mm-hmm. You know, with everyone who talks about, you know, how rich of a basketball history, you know, Philadelphia has, mm-hmm. for Penn State to consistently come into this city mm-hmm. and school, I mean, he's got a pipeline to Roman Catholic. It's like, yo, it's like for real. Yeah, they does. are walking across the stage at Roman Catholic talking about we are. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> they are. They're just walking across, you know. They are. They're and leaving got, Roman Catholic, getting get, on this bus and, you, and driving right out there. And, the you, happy got, and, you, and you got to give Pat Chambers credit. He's, yeah. doing, he's doing the things that you expect that the city six coaches will mm-hmm. should do. You expect mm-hmm. Temple to be able to get those kids, but mm-hmm. they can't. Why? And, and that's and, and why is that happening? Why are you know it's like Temple is, Bre- get, is Brendan Byrne Arena get. that much nicer than than uh, what is what is it no the Bri- uh, what I said Brendan Byrne sorry the Bryce, Bryce George same Center. difference I ain't never been there I ain't never been there probably never go the BJC the BJC whatever but is Penn State's or is it there are the facilities nicer I guess is it that you just you know you just get sick of Philly is like look man I, I grew up in this town I'm not trying to play at the University of North Philly I it could be could be a sick of Philly it could be you probably going somewhere you'll get an opportunity to play it but you'll get you mean but you're trying to tell me that these guys you're telling me that these guys that are starting at uh starting at Penn State playing in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So you're playing Michigan twice a year. You're playing Ohio State twice a year. Mm-hmm. You're playing uh, Mich- Michigan State. You're playing University of Michigan. You're playing these teams twice a year. And you're trying to tell me that you're in the, you're in the conference starting for this team, playing against these teams. You can't start for Temple? Any American? It depends on what it depends on how Temple feels. Temple should be Temple it's Temple shouldn't Temple or, you know, should or, be able to get kids out of the public league. And out of the Catholic League, they can't yeah. do it. Yeah, and then why? Why? Why is this not happening? Because Temple Temple isn't a hot name in basketball anymore. They need a change at the Garden head coach now. They don't. They don't. Is that? Is that you? Are Are you now calling? Are you Are you saying it now? Yeah. Are you saying I that mean, they look, need to change it? Are you calling for Brian Dunphy's job? Yeah, they need it. They need to change. It's about, they need to make Aaron McKee the head coach and change the direction of that program. See here. For me, and it's, it's some. They don't play basketball like it's played today. They play that half court, slow it down. No, let mm-hmm. these kids get out and play. You got a playmaker in Quentin Rose. Mm-hmm. You got other young kids. Let them go out and and see what you can get. I mean, Villanova is still able to get some Catholic League kids. They got Colin Gillespie from Archbishop Wood and a Damir uh, Crosby Roundtree out of uh, Archbishop Carroll. LaSalle, they had Jarrell Wright, but they can't get no, you know. They can't get no guys from, you know, the public league or Catholic league anymore. And hence why Dr. John was let go last week. How'd you feel about that? It was, it was, uh, it was well, I'm not going to say it it was coming. It was coming. You know, he didn't, he did, he had, he has not done a good job of recruiting. Um, Like I said, last local guy you had to say was Jarrell Wright from Mm -hmm. Dobbins, and you might have to contribute that to their assistant Horace uh, Horace Owens, who has a connection Mm -hmm. with a lot of the lot of the kids here Mm -hmm. and coaches here in the city. So you look at that, and then he depended on a lot of he depended on transfers. Let's keep it real. Tyrone Garland with a transfer. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Ramon Galloway with a transfer. I mean, he got Tyreek Duran from a. I want to say he went to Newman, I think. He went to Newman or Roman, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So he was able to get him, but he wasn't able to consistently recruit. 
And ever ever since that Sweet 16 year, they obviously they went to the NIT, mm-hmm. lost, but then went to NCAA tournament the next year. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's just progressively going downhill, downhill. Mm-hmm. Now they had BJ and Pookie, but they both came mm-hmm. from other schools. BJ was a transfer from, from Syracuse, and Pookie was a transfer from Memphis. Yeah. Can't build a program like that. Can't build a program like that. Can't build a program like that. And Phil Martelli, you know, got to give him a little bit of credit that he has some local guys there with, uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, Lamar Kimball. Mm-hmm. Got him there, but he's obviously hurt, so we'll see what happens with that. They got Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. who's really good, but he's had a suspicious wrist injury for all year, which is kind of mm-hmm. puzzling. Yeah. So you got to give him credit. At least he's doing that. But mm-hmm. they need to change at the guard, too. Yeah, you think – so you, So we're now – let's see. Drexel's changed now. You know, Dre, yeah. uh, you know Drexel made a change. Bruises out, uh, new guys in. Dr. John's out. Mm-hmm. And so now you're sitting, now you're looking at Phil Martelli and you're looking at Martelli and Dumphy as the old guard and, and Jay Wright's good, you know. Yeah, that's Jay kinda, Wright's good. Yeah, Jay Wright's good. He's not even not even the conversation. Nah. And you just think that it's just time for a change in this city. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I, I, I'm with when you. You got Pat Chambers coming yeah. here and snatching yeah. kiss from Roman no, no, Catholic you're, you're, that are mm-hmm. good, like Tony mm-hmm. Carr, good. Mm-hmm. Shep Gardner, good. Exactly. You but got I'm a problem. There, but look, I mean, here, let's let's. let's Let's, let's let's look this up. Let's look at this. You telling me Lamar Stevens couldn't start for Temple? Yeah, he could. You telling me? Uh, you telling me uh, Carr couldn't start for Temple? Carr could start for every team exactly. in the city. Exactly. Garner. He could start in there. He's a shooter. Exactly. Reeves. Reeves not from this area, but he could start. But still, but what, what I'm saying, I mean, not from this area, but like, you know, you got guys on Penn State that could start for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. <sighs> Whatever, dude. Yeah, uh, look, I'm I'm not ready to call for Fran's job yet. And, and for me, I'm not quite sure if I can do it. If I'm just if I'm built to do that in college sports, just call for somebody to get fired. But I understand the frustration. I'm not calling for him to be fired. What they're probably going to do is Fran probably gets moved up to another part of the athletic department. They keep him in house, mm-hmm. move him up. Then Aaron takes over for the head coach mm-hmm. because it's it's only a matter of time yeah. before somebody offers Aaron a job. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Well, look, man, it's a good week in college basketball. Hopefully it'll, you know, it'll continue with Penn State winning and maybe we can next week we'll be talking about a Villanova National Championship and a second parade in Philadelphia because Villanova is part of Villanova. Philadelphia. Yes, it is. It is. All right. Let's take a quick break and let's come back and we'll talk a little sixes. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk sixes. All right. We're just, this is the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown. Ask my man, Javon Alford. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at any time at BITW Sports. That's at BITW Sports. My name is John. This is Javon. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. 
Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we're back on Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. My homie, not Dario, but you still, you, you, you my homie. I appreciate right? it. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate Give me a pound right there, dog. Javon Offer from Total Sports Live here in the building. Total Sports Live, SB Nation whole bunch of other stuff man you got like 30 jobs dog that's how you gotta do it i understand man you got whatever you living exactly man. i'm just trying to keep up with you dog <laughs> i am oh man but for real sixes mm-hmm. we were riding high off an eight game winning streak which is still alive which is still alive you know but not but right now i think you know hearts are heavy mm-hmm Morale is is down. Yep. Uh, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, who had proclaimed that he was not going to sit for the rest of the season. Now Brett Brown had said that he was going to try and get him, you know, to sit one game. Mm-hmm. But Joel's like, nah, that's that's not going to happen. So Brett Brown, in his planning, said, you know what? Now is the time for Markel Fultz to make himself useful. And he said, Markel, I'm going to get you a game back so you can get some practice, get your legs under you, get you know, get your conditioning up. And then in this next game, what I want you to do is I want you to hit Joel Embiid in the face with your shoulder so he can sit for a couple of weeks. That's what that, – that's the only explanation that I have, bro. I like, I like how you're looking at the positive side of this. Yeah, you, you know – what do you mean the positive side? Ain't no positive side. Because you're, you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to sound happy through your pain, <laughs> knowing that he could possibly be out for the playoffs. Uh, um, you know, well, I will put I'll put it to you like this: that man's eye better be hanging out the socket <laughs> by some veins or something, or some muscles or something. Just hanging like his eye needs to be hanging out, like his face bone needs to be poked out of his face or something. For him to be missing the playoffs, I don't think he's gonna miss the playoffs. They say two to four weeks. That's being reported. Two no. weeks take you. Two weeks take you up to the playoffs. Look, man. Three puts you put about it, game three. Go down to the meat market. Get yourself a nice piece of steak. Put some steak on your face and get your behind back out there on the floor and play some basketball. It's not that simple because he also has a concussion too. Whatever, man. Take some ibuprofen. Put some steak on your face and then. Get out there and play. No? No. No? No. No? That's not going to work? No. All right. Well, look, I remain optimistic. I will be optimistic about this. I just feel like we've come too far. You know, you were the one who got me, you know, when I was down about, you know, Carson Wentz going down. When I was when I was low, I looked to you for the inspiration. <laughs> You were the guy who was like, look, man, you know, you got to believe. You got to enjoy the ride. And here's the difference. I feel like the Eagles were a team built where I could enjoy the ride without Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. The Sixers are not built like that. No. 
So if you know the, with, the with, Eagles with, are with, a team with no Embiid, they yes, look kind of uh, yes, yes. This, they back. You know, they might as well be. They might as well bring Okafor back. That that's what they got. This this the oh, this is the ten win Okafor team without Embiid. Oh my god! This is the team that was out there getting cooked by forty every night without Embiid. So I gotta say I am laughing to keep myself from crying because without Embiid, this team is toast. Nah, you don't you don't believe that? No, nah. you don't believe you don't believe it. No, I mean what Embiid does on the court, yeah, you're going to miss that that points and those rebounds. But this now becomes a moment where you have to have other players step up. So I, I, that I agree with. So that I agree with. But who is that player going to be? I you know I I understand and I feel like this is the time where you need to put Rashawn Holmes in and give him as much as extensive mm-hmm. minutes as possible, okay. just in case yes. you run into a situation. I agree. You got to sink or swim with the rook, or, or not the rook. He's not a rookie with the young bull. Yeah. This is not a time for Amir Johnson. No. Amir Johnson is not going to save this team. No. This is not. You know, this is not Amir's moment. Mm-hmm. This is Amir's moment to sit his behind on the bench. You sit there, you take Amir Johnson, and you say, "Look, man, I respect everything that you have done so far this season, but I'm and I mean this with the utmost respect, mm-hmm. Amir Johnson." Sit your ass down on the edge of this bench next to Bayless because you know he ain't getting in no games no nah. more. And y'all watch as this young bull gets his playing time. Not even TLC. Not even T- well TLC been hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah, he, TLC's been hurt. But even though I don't, you know, I don't miss him. He looks good. You know, he he looks better in a suit on the sideline than Markel Fultz did. And Fultz has been all right. He's been okay. Yeah. He's been okay, and he's shown flashes of what made him the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with him, like I was good on him sitting out the year because I feel like all you know throughout the process, mm-hmm. throughout you know this process, you know having the young bulls having having the young bulls uh, sit a year, I think it's benefited every player that has done that. I feel like Nerlens Noel was better right. when he came back after sitting a year. Yeah. Sitting two years and half of a third, Joel Embiid comes back, and in his first full season, he's an all-star. Yeah. Dario Sarge didn't, never looked like a rookie. No. Dario Sarge never looked like a rookie. Well, that's because he's been playing with grown men. I mean, yeah, he was playing with grown men, but still, he sat out, you know, for you know, he sat out for two years, played, you know, played out his contract overseas, came over here, and just never missed a beat. Nope. And I feel like that is the guy that's got to step up. You know, I like I like Rashawn Holmes, you know, playing. Get that young boy some minutes, but I feel like it's going to fall on Dario. Like everyone's saying, like this is the time for Ben Simmons to uh, step up, and I like Ben Simmons, but I feel like Ben Simmons, if him stepping up means facilitating for Dario, I feel like Dario has to be the person that steps up and picks up that scoring. that scoring slack. Yeah. Whatever whatever Ben gets you as far as points is still a bonus. Mm-hmm. But if you're still sitting there and you're seeing Ben Simmons with nine, ten rebounds a game and eight, nine assists a game, I'm good. Yeah. If he has six, if, if that just means six points, all right, you know, whatever. Unless they're losing. Yeah, you'll then, take it. Yeah, you'll I'll take it. it. Unless they're losing, then, then, you know, you can second guess them. But still, I still feel like, you know what, in the end, 
that's what I, you know, I need him to keep on facilitating. Right. And I feel like now with Markel Fultz coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and I feel like that gives them a little bit more scoring off the bench. I feel like Bell. Bellinelli plays a little bit better with mm-hmm. Fultz on the pl- on, on the floor. Reddick plays a little bit better with Fultz on the floor. Ilyasova plays a little bit better with Fultz on the floor. Fultz is there to you know. Fultz is like the second you know Ben Simmons. You have this big you know you have a comparable, capable, facilitating point guard mm-hmm. in Ben Simmons. Yes, who was the number one pick in the draft, and the player that is playing under him is a comparable, capable. Point, you know, facilitating point guard, mm-hmm. and that, that's a luxury. That's a great luxury to have. Oh, no and, doubt. And, and let me tell you something about you know just the way you know Fultz came back because I was down there at the arena uh, on Monday. Oh, you went? Uh, yeah, I was down there. Oh, that's nice. I, I was down there, and it was like the whole way it, it it came about. Brett Brown was just so matter of fact, like you, like almost like there's a good chance that had no one asked him about Markel Fultz, we wouldn't have known that he was playing until he came out of the tunnel with his with his warm-ups on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, snap. Markel, wait a minute. Markel ain't wearing no suit. <laughs> they came out and they, and they layup lines, and Markel's with him. With his, with his, with his warm-up hoodie with his, on. With his warm-up hoodie on. He ain't got a suit on. Like, for real, he was in there, and he's talking about Ben Simmons. In this press conference, he's talking about Ben Simmons winning Rookie of the Year. He's talking about uh, being in the playoffs. He's talking about all that, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and that's where the press conference is going. And then somebody just said, "Hey, man, you know, so this is probably going to work out for Fultz, you know, sitting out a year, coming back next year stronger, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, hey, about that, uh, Fultz is going to play tonight, man. <laughs> and you're sitting there, you're watching. Like, wait, wait. What? <laughs> huh? huh? Did did you what? Did you? Did, 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 yeah, folks is gonna play tonight. Like for I bet you if if it wasn't incredibly unprofessional, somebody would have dropped the WTF on uh uh Brett Brown that day. Yeah, and you know, granted, I wasn't in the press conference because if I was, there's a good chance it would have been me. <laughs> like, I can he's see it. Like, what the? What is he talking about? What? What the? But you know, he's back. So I've heard know, inklings about that. Yeah, about him coming back. Well, I think you know. I, I believe when Brett Brown said it was up to him. Yeah, it was up to mm-hmm. it was up to Markel Fultz, and Markel yeah, Fultz had to be the, the ball birth. in his court. Yeah. He had to be the one to step up and say, "You know what? I'm good. I'm ready." Yep. And I think you know, to an extent, that's something like you know, doing that that way, helping him get the confidence, saying, yeah. "Hey, you know what? We're not going to tell you that you're ready right. to come back. You We're tell not. Us. Go- yeah, you tell us. You know, that's man stuff right there. Mm-hmm. You know, because like." With with all the talk about Fultz and his injury and his psyche and his shot or whatever, it's like people still forget the fact that this dude is 19 years old. Yeah. 19. And still loving Chick-fil-A. Exactly. That boy is a kid. Chick-fil-A I, sounds good right about now. Yeah, you want to hit that up? At, I ain't got no money. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you know, in fact, let me check my funds right now. Hold on. <laughs> No, I ain't got no money for no Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, whatever. I, I ain't got nothing. But still, Markel Fultz is a baby. Yeah. Markel Fultz is a baby. I got $13 in my pocket. Exactly. You got thir- you got 
Once we well, might have to, we might have, have to make to, this. Yeah, yeah, we might have to make that might be that move right there. That might be that move. We might we, we have to cut this show short. You hit up hit up Chick Fil A real quick. Hit up Chick Fil A. But still, nonetheless, all right. Really, seriously, we're talking about the Sixers and we're talking about the future now. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're sitting here and it's on the table that Joel Embiid might miss the playoffs. I'm not trying to think that way. I don't want to believe that. I believe that he'll be back for the playoffs. I don't believe, you know. So two weeks. Two weeks, yes. I'm giving giving this two weeks because I just feel like, you know what, we've come too far to sit here to get to this point now that we're in the playoffs. We're not even talking about, you know, we're not even, we're not even talking about uh, make, you know, just, you know, trying to get there. Mask JoJo. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I think, what will dictate how long he sits will be how they play down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Like if they limp into the playoffs, you know, it all falls apart, you know, because on Monday we're talking about can this team win 50 games? Yeah. Now we're talking about are we just in store for another eight? Are we in store for 86-game season? That's true. So – for me, I feel like, you know, now, you know, if they were to win 50 games, that's cool. But at this point, I'm now at the point where whatever they win, whatever they finish with now. Oh, yeah. And uh, what what are we talking about? What, nine games left in the season? Yeah, yeah, because they're 44 and 30, right? Yeah. So eight games. Eight ga- we're talking eight games left. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not, I mean, if they're not going in like two and six, no. Like if they go in, if they give you a four and four, yeah, they give fine. you a four and four. That's good. So forty-eight wins. Yeah, forty-eight. We'll take that. Yeah, I'll take forty-eight wins at this point. 40, forty-eight wins. Two years ago they won ten. Yeah. Last year they won twenty-eight. Forty-eight. I'll take that. That's good. I will take that's, that. That's a good mark. That is a good mark. But it like you know if they're they're coming in just looking straight. Like some straight trash, I need I need Joel and B mm-hmm. to to come in yeah. at the very beginning of the playoffs. They 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 find a way to get it going, get some momentum. You know, maybe Joel and B, and especially you know, especially if it depends if, on if, the matchup. Yeah, the matchup and home court advantage. If they mm-hmm. can some, somehow stay in the fourth seed, yeah. You know, all right. You know what? It will suck, but Joel can sit at home game. Mm-hmm. I'll take them on the road. We need them on the road. Yeah, you know what I mean. If they're if they got you know if they fall into the fifth seed, sixty seventh seed, whatever, then I need Joel to come back. I'm gonna need him back because you know I don't want to see them going having to start a series on the road without Joel and B. Yeah, right now they are in the fourth seed. Right fourth now, seed. half game out of third yeah. with Indiana on their tail right now. Yeah, for. And fifth, so you thinking right now the Sixers could either go third or fifth, third, fourth, or fifth right yeah, now. Third, fourth, or fifth. Uh, honestly, all right. I'm surprised. I don't. I'm surprised I don't. The, I'm I don't fear the Bucks have fallen this bad. Yeah. Well, that's because they're so beat up. Yeah. They're beat up. They're, that's a beat. That's a beat up team. You know, and it, especially when you're sitting there and you, I'm looking at Brogdon who's just been in and out of the lineup all season long. Mm-hmm. And that's the dude that you said was a better rookie than both Embiid and Sarge last year. And there's a good chance you talk to an NBA fan and you tell them about my Malcolm Brogdon, and their answer is going to be who? Right. What? And you look at what Sarge and Embiid have done 
this season compared to the fact that Brogdon can barely get on the court. Now, I just that to me him in the season he has makes last year's rookie of the year that much of a joke. This year's rookie of the year will be a joke if anybody other than Ben Simmons is holding that trophy. I don't care about you know, I don't I don't care about Mitchell. I think that's a stupid argument. It's dumb. Mitchell has no choice but to be that. Exactly. To be that team he you know, right. And don't you know, get me wrong. It's a good story. He, a, a good, guy that's yeah. a twelve overall yes. pick that yes. you know came out of the blue. Yes. Yeah. You know, a great story. He's not rookie. Of the he year. won the dunk contest. He's but not, not rookie. Even, of the but not even spectacular dunks. Would he's be not honest. rookie of the year. He should have won the dunk contest. He okay. I, I I believe that. Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. should have won that. Yep, yep, but it was, yep. again, it became a popularity contest, yep. and everybody was like, Donovan Mitchell, yep. best player on a best player on a garbage squad. Now he now that could change. I'm not. That's not a you know that's not a, a you know indictment of his career. Mm-hmm. You know this guy could be the truth. He could very well be the truth, but. He's not rookie of the year. Ben Simmons is rookie of the year. Yeah. It's not close. You can at me if you want to. You can, you know, what I mean, you you can try, you know, say whatever you want. Ben Simmons rookie of the year. Donovan Mitchell is not. That's all there is to a it. A lot of people will agree with you. A lot of people and all those people, you know, we have a term for that where I'm from. That would be called right. All those people who agree with me, we call that right. You're correct. Cause I'm right. Because Ben Simmons is rookie of the year. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to wrap things up on the best in the world sports reports. Just a reminder, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at B-I-T-W Sports. My name is John. My partner here is Javon from Total Sports Live. We're wrapping things up on best in the world sports report. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now rocking with the best. It's the best in the world. Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Right next to my man, Jovan Alford from Total Sports Live and SB Nation. Jovan, what is good, my friend? Not much. Just a reminder, as we always do in the final segment, just want to remind you guys that you can listen to the best in the world. Sports Report every Saturday at 8 a.m. on BillyGoFlow.com. Yep. That's the grown folks groove. Not for children like Jovan. I shouldn't say chill. You're a grown man, dog. Yeah. You need to get down with the grown folks group. Do you listen to phillygoflow.com? Sometimes. You should, you should listen to it all the time. Play that good 90s music, good 80s music. Yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff you you know stuff you was born to. Yeah. What year were you born? 91. 91? Yeah, exactly. A lot of good 91 songs. You know, good Ice Cube, Yo-Yo, 
another bad creation all of, you know <laughs> them, 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 them songs of your youth that's all or Philly Go Flow you know check us out every Saturday morning 8am they got a new morning show dog yeah I heard yeah it's called Mayhem in the Mornings with Kay Bellamy I'm, we might have to do a best in the world takeover of that show of morning mayhem exactly we'll, we, we'll bring some mayhem alright they you know Kay Bellamy says she you know she thinks her team is bringing mayhem but like my team is Javon and we just gonna roll up in there and just talk sports it's like look no we ain't gonna talk no fashion we ain't gonna talk no money issues we ain't gonna talk about music we gonna talk sports because we got sports to talk about but anyway check the check out check us out on phillygoflow.com every mm-hmm. saturday 8 a.m following the reggae sunrise show and preceding the early morning 80s show so once again phillygoflow.com you get your dreadlocks you get your jerry curls and in the middle <laughs> you get us all right got a couple stories we want to talk about real quick before we get out of here the eagles eagles making news this week vinnie curry is out of here he is on his way. Well, he's not even on his way. He's in Tampa Bay now. He signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Him and Bo Allen are now down there with the Bucks. The Bucks is doing some things, man. The mm-hmm. Bucks got tired of looking at their defensive line getting cooked all these years. Like them years of them years with Simeon Rice and uh, Warren Sapp. You know that that was a long time ago. Cause that, cause the last couple of years that uh, that Bucks defensive line. Yeah, you had McCoy. McCoy is a beast. Definitely. But, you know, yeah, it wasn't, no help. yeah, it wasn't much else. You know, but now that defensive line down in Tampa Bay looking like they trying to do some things. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. I'm Vinny, impressed by the move. We gotta see what Vinny Curry is. I want to. I, I think. I think he needs to have a breakout year. I think he does. I yes, I agree. Vinny Curry needs to have a breakout year. I think Vinny Curry will have a breakout year. I think Vill- I think this is the situation and that could make Vinny Curry a star. Playing alongside McCoy, play- playing on that defensive line where he's now, you know, he doesn't have to worry about getting shuttled in and out. Right. He's the man down there. All right. That's true. He is the man down there. That's true. This is the situation. So if there was a situation for Vinny Curry to be a star, a this situation is this is it. If he does not break out and, and not, you know, and he's not a star down there, then it just wasn't in it. Yeah. He just wasn't that dude. But I believe that he is. I believe this is a great situation for him. I wish him the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, his replacement, Michael Bennett. Yes. Out here in trouble with the law. Your man Michael Bennett's out here beating up old. Uh, old handicapped women nah, at the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. I, I, what do you think of that? This seems crazy to me. Yeah, I that, think it's... Here's what I don't understand. Feel me on this. Mm-hmm. At the Super Bowl, at this past Super Bowl, right. there's about 6,000 angles of five foot four Kevin Hart right. getting turned away at the steps trying to get onto the stage at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Everyone saw it. We all saw it. And I got multiple kids who are taller than Kevin Hart. That is true. And they're You've not as tall as Michael Bennett. And, and and you're telling me, you're telling me that you can have all those angles of Kevin Hart getting turned away at the stage at the Super Bowl, and there's not one camera that sees a six foot three, two hundred and seventy five pound man run over a sixty six year old paraplegic. Yeah, something's fishy about that. At the Super Bowl, and the cops saw it. But didn't say no, the, the only person I saw was a cop. Right. 
and he never said anything. And then Before he waited a year? a year. A year? Because there was more important cases to talk Come about. On. Like this just seems fishy. It is this fishy. just see, this this seems it fishy. fishy. And it's like I understand that people are hot and cold on on Michael Bennett. Right. You know, for the things that he said, the stances that he's taken, the incident that he had in in Las Vegas with the cops. There are people who are at the end of their rope who just don't like Michael Bennett. Right. And I understand that. Right. But it's like it shouldn't be hard for you to put that aside and, and see like, like you look at this case and you're like, what? It don't seem how right. You know, what one, why if you're Houston, how you have elderly paraplegics guarding the door right. at the 66 Super Bowl. year old at that. You know what I mean? It's like and, and I understand, look. Can't discriminate. Yeah, you can't discriminate. Yeah, yeah, get these old people a job. There's nothing wrong with that. Get that old lady a job. But but you got her guard. You got this 66 year old woman guarding the field at the Super Bowl. And 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 and, you know, I'm making jokes. Understand? I'm making jokes. Let me push the jokes aside. We live in a post 9 11 society. Yes. And you're telling me that in this day and age, in the age of terrorism and all the the mayhem that is going on worldwide, you are telling me that one, not only did you have the field, you had an entranceway to the field of the Super Bowl, the most watched spectacle in American history. All eyes are on the Super Bowl every mm-hmm. year, and you had the gu- the entranceway to the field guarded by a 66-year-old paraplegic woman, and yep. you had no cameras on that door? Doesn't, you, you, they're, they're, you mean to tell me? It's, it really? It doesn't make sense. If this, is the, if this is the story that they're sticking to it with, if this is the story that they're sticking with, if I'm, if I'm Roger Goodell, Houston never gets another Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, if this is the story that the police are going with, this is what they're saying happened, that this dude was able to run onto the field over a security guard. A morally corrupt dude at that. Yeah. As the police. Uh, uh, yeah, as, yes, as the yes police this, morally, this morally corrupt dude, this evil guy who just hates grandmothers, is able to run out on the field, and then they can't find him? They can't find him. Meanwhile, he's on television at that moment. They can't find him. He's across the field talking to Deion Sanders on TV. If I'm Roger Goodell, if this is the story that the Houston police and the building and the NRG, uh, that is the stadium, NRG stadium, NRG stadium, if that is their story and they're sticking to it, Houston should never get another Super Bowl ever again, ever again. That's, you know, that's besides whatever happens to Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happens to Michael Bennett happens to Michael Bennett. Right. But if this this is their story and they're sticking to it, Houston should never get another Super Bowl ever because that's ridiculous. That's fair. Because that if I'm if I am a team owner, if I'm a team owner, my how are you telling me my team will be safe? How are you telling my, my, my players are safe? How are you telling me that their their families are safe? If you got if you got old paraplegics guarding the door and you can't you ain't got no security cameras on there. If this really happened, we should have all seen it and it shouldn't t- it shouldn't have taken a year for us to see it. That should have been instantaneous. Instantaneous. It's crazy, dog. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy situation. But nonetheless, you know what? That's not even that that's not even That's not even the craziest that's thing. That's not even the craziest thing. Because you know what time it is. You know what it's time for. A tradition like no other. This is Alexa for the best in the world sports report. Take a load off and sit your ass down. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, as we bring this show to a close, this is a tradition like no other. Because when you're riding high, like we were riding high earlier this week, not, you know, before the news of NB, before the Phillies and their season opener. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can't even talk about that. Yeah, we'll, pa- we'll, 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 we'll pass on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll pass on the Phillies right now. Hopefully, the rest of the se- the rest of that series with the Braves ends a little bit better because opening day just got the you know whatever. Anyway, that brings us to the sit your ass down award. Now, normally, you know, sit your ass down award is it, it comes with a little bit of venom. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when we present the sit your ass down award, we ready to cook somebody. Somebody's yeah. out here talking greasy. Somebody's out here talking reckless. Mad and up, reckless. You know, and, and they out here violating out in these Twitter streets. That's not really the case this week. We do have a winner, but it's somebody I like. It's somebody I'm cool with, so I can't really get on him too much. But I need to speak my mind. The sit your ass down award this week goes to my man, Jeff Mosher. Jeff Mosher from 97.5, the fanatic. He's a friend of mine. He's a man. He's a host on, he's on air host. And he also hosts the show, the sports shop, Philly sports shop with my man, Aton, with my man, Toot the Barber. Shout out to them. Forget Aton. Forget it. Why you got beef with Aton? Leave Aton alone. Aton's good people. Because it's it that tweet. Because, yeah, well, that was, that was, you got to get past that, dog. You got to relax. I still rep for Tyrod Taylor till the day. I understand, I, and, and you're good for that, and you, you know you're a good dude for that. I, I commend you for that. You're not, you're not wrong. I'm not saying Aton's wrong either. That is true. But I'm saying you're not wrong for nah. what you say, and you're right to stand by it. That was funny though. But you know your beef with it. That you, was funny. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, you know you're back and <laughs> you forth. Was with me. You was yeah. egging me. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was like, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, yo, like for real, get him. People would people would get into Twitter Twitter snits or whatever. I'm I'm all, I'm all for that. I always got time for that. I always got time for that. But yeah, Q, you got it. But Q it's the Michael Jackson exactly. Gift yes, of Johnny and yes. Popcorn. Yes, yes, that's my favorite. That's what of my favorite. That's a go to gift for me. But nonetheless, back to Jeff. Jeff Moses out here talking more than the money gifts. Yeah. Well, money gifts is with Layla Raheem. Yeah. But um, shout out Layla. Yeah, shout out to her. She's doing big things. But Jeff Moser is out here talking reckless because he had me on the show. He had me on the sports shop. And me, Jeff, it was Anthony, and it was Mike. And we're talking about the Sixers. And this is a little, you know, this was a couple of weeks ago. We did this show a couple of weeks ago. And this is before really, you know, um, I, I think that this eight-game winning streak that they're on, it was just probably just beginning. Mm-hmm. So they're not even at the same spot they are now. And we're talking about seeding and where this team can go. And we're talking about whether or not uh, the Sixers can – we're talking about the Sixers overachieving. Right. Overachieving too soon and what overachieving can do to expectations. I think, honestly, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was unsure about the Sixers winning a playoff series, being able to win a playoff series. I think now if they if they finish – if they finish in the third or fourth seed and they have Embiid even at 75, 80%, they could win a playoff series. I'm saying that for me, that is a change from a couple of weeks ago. Maybe three, four weeks ago, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at that Sixers team and they were hot and cold. They were blowing 20 point leads. They were, you know, they, they, they were staking up the joint. 
And I'm saying, you know what, this team's going to lose in six games, no matter who they play. Right. So, Tom, you know, things have changed. They're playing a lot better. But nonetheless, you know, the, the scenario is like, what if they do win a series? What if somehow this, you know, this, this team ends up in the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm-hmm. And my fear is like, look, you know, what, what that would do to expectations. Because now when you're at the East, Eastern Conference Finals, you're knocking on the door. Here, you're knocking on the door of the NBA Finals. Yeah. You're knocking on the door of the NBA Finals. This team, as currently created, as 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 as, const- as currently constructed, do you think this is a finals contender? Realistically, no, no, not yet, no. And that's not that's not a kind of you know that's not me condemning this team. That's not an indictment of this team. Work. That's just they saying like they got work to do. They got they got work to do. This team needs work. This team's not going to be this. This team doesn't have the bench for a deep playoff run. You know, it's like they can get through. They can get through the first round, especially with home court advantage. But a seven-game series with only three home games, not with this bench, not with this bench. You know what? It's like, look, yes, you know, this is a young team, and know what happens with young teams? They play better at home than they do on the road. Yeah. That's just going to happen. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's like, okay, if they win a couple games, you know, they win a couple series. If they win a couple series, then, you know, like, what, they what ma- they do? If they magically get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, yeah, you know, it's it. like, look, the fact it's like It's like the Eagles when they lost Carson Wentz and mm-hmm. they had Nick Foles. They're playing with house money at that point. Yeah, they're playing They're they're playing with house money. But I, I, I feel like, you know, a, a deep playoff run this year is not indicative of where this squad is and who this squad is. No. And that's not saying that this squad is garbage. That's not saying I don't have faith in this squad. That's not saying any of that. That's just saying still, realistically, you know what, this, this squad problems. is only but so good. Right. And yes, they are going to get better, but that does not mean that they are there now. But Jeff out there just, you know, had me out here, and he's over there talking about me. Like, I just don't know what I'm talking about. And he's letting all his little Twitter friends just cook me all day. And I was working, and I couldn't be on Twitter all day, so I couldn't even respond to him. So I just get back, and I got like 80 mentions. And I'm just getting cooked, dog. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of mentions. None, none, None of the people followed me. It's oh, not like oh that sucks. Yeah, none of them follow me. None of them follow best in the world or whatever. I don't even know if they watch the sports rap to see me. Uh, excuse me, the sports shop to hear my explanation. But Jeff just let me go out there and get cooked. I was just getting cooked. Me, Anthony, and Mike, because we all agreed, we were all on the same page, and Jeff just let us get cooked, man. He let us get cooked. And for that, Jeff, my friend, I'm sorry I got to do this to you, buddy. But sit your ass down. And there you have it. Hey. There you have it. Happens it happens. You know, sometimes you got sometimes you got to do something like that to your friend. You don't want to, but sometimes you just got to do got, that. You got to. You know, I, but, I didn't want to. But, but he'll understand. Yeah, I, I hope he does. Well, you know what? You Make sure you watch the Sports Shop Philly with, with Jeff, Aton, and Toot. If you don't see me on again, then you know how Jeff took it. Yes. If you, you know, I'm not on the very the latest show, and I, I was, I was kind of disappointed about that. He had uh, Quentin Michael and uh, Ab Lively. You know Ab Lively? No. Uh, it's Philly rap. He was with uh, Major Figgies with Gilly and all them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in that group. You know, with the Philly rapper. He's, he's you know, he's old school. He's OG. 
And that, that was a show I would have wanted to really. Oh, I know. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of that, but I couldn't. Because I was helping out with Philly Go Flow with Mayhem in the Morning. Hey. That's going to be big Monday, that 6 a.m. That does come first. That does come first. But anyway, yo, let's get out of here. You ready? Yep. All right. I don't know if I can have Chick fil A. It's late. As we record this show, it's <laughs> almost 11 o'clock. I can't have no Chick fil A at 11 o'clock, dude. Dude, if I have Chick fil A with you at 11 o'clock, look, I'm, look how, how old are you? Are you 27? About to be. About to be. When, when's your birthday, dog? December 22nd. Oh, man. man. What if you just turned 26, dog? That's right, because I was just at your birthday. See, I'm old. That's yeah. what I'm old. Short, you're not. The, the short term. Is exactly. Right. The short term. I was just at this dude's birthday party. I'm over here like two months later asking him how old he is. <laughs> I was just at a party. Whatever. But the bottom line is I'm old, so I can't have Chick-fil-A at 11 o'clock at night. Or I'll be up there eating Tums, watching infomercials because I can't sleep. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yo, thank you for watching Best of the World. Watching. Listening, listening, whatever it is, listening. whatever you, however you get your best of the world sports report. Remember, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at bitw sports. Real quick, what's going on on Total Sports Live? Um, Total Sports Live, uh, nothing really as of right now. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Okay, there's what's a up? reason for that. There's a lot of technical work going on okay. right oh, now. Oh, y'all, y'all building some things. Yeah. Okay, that's well, what's up. Not building it, like done. Oh, new website. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Oh, we gonna check that out. Make sure you totalsportslive.com. Is that still the address? That's that hasn't changed, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. That's it, what's up. But it ain't live yet. But it ain't it live be. yet. Okay. Okay. Big things. But coming. I saw it though. Big things. Coming. It's nice. Oh, it's nice. Oh, that's what's up. If you've seen the big lead, then you know what it looks like. Okay. Oh boy. Is there a spot for podcasts and all that where you can get your podcast? I can ask them to add that. Yeah, ask them to add. What do you mean? That's it. Look, dog. I didn't. I, I didn't I've been having you on this show I for like a year I now. Didn't, I didn't create. I didn't create the template. Understand? Well, look, man. Tell them you got podcasts. I have to talk to them. Uh, talk. Talk to them tomorrow. All right. First thing in the morning before you even go to work. Make sure that conversation is had, son. All right. Anyway, yo, thank you for checking out Best of the World Sports Report. We really appreciate it. Tell us what you think. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. My name is John. This is Javon. Y'all have a great weekend. Go Villanova. We want to. We, we need another parade. It's about time for another parade, y'all. We out of here. Peace. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow.